up, everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks, powered by the nation. Today, it's the 1st of November, and you're listening to episode 203. Today, we're just talking Texas Tech and TCU. We've got more things coming, but with the game being on a Thursday night, we're kind of tinkering things around, so you can expect another episode with our TCU recap and our Texas Tech basketball preview that will be coming out uh, later, but for now, we're just going to dive into TCU, uh, do our predictions and what we typically do for a game preview. That's all you can expect from us in this episode and to catch everything that we are doing here at Tailgate Talks throughout the rest of this football season into the basketball season. You got to follow us, follow us on Apple, follow us on Spotify, uh, catch everything we're doing there. Give us those five stars. If you listen to us, five stars for the tailgate. Also, if you listen to us on Apple, we always appreciate those reviews. Um, also, follow us on social media accounts. We are on Twitter or X at tailgate underscore talks. That's where we do most of our posting and interacting on social medias. But we do have Facebook and Instagram as well. We also have a YouTube channel where we post uh, predictions and recaps and all that stuff for you guys. Uh, a little slow uh, as of late. Been busy with work stuff. So uh, you can expect a prediction video coming up here shortly. And also... Uh, if you have anything to add to the tailgate questions, comments, anything you want us to discuss on the tailgate, you can always shoot us an email at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into our Texas Tech TCU preview. We're going to start this thing off right. All right, Dustin, this is a first for us since we've been doing the podcast, but Texas Tech playing uh, on a Thursday night uh, and hosting on a Thursday night against the TCU Horn Frogs as they head to Lubbock. TCU 4-4 four and four on the season, your Red Raiders 3-5 and five on the season in the battle for the saddle, which will happen tomorrow night or tonight as you're listening to this at 6.30 at the Jones. TCU coming into the series has won 4 straight against us so Dustin just your initial thoughts on this matchup with the TCU Horn Frogs uh Thursday night yeah the Thursday game's a little different interesting fun yeah. um I do wish it was later than six o'clock that makes yeah. it a little difficult I feel like for everybody to get there and campus you know, is still technically it. open at five so <laughs> yeah so it's like yeah a little a little early for a weekday game but whatever so um, maybe that's what we need. Just change it up, play on a different day at this point. Because, yeah. I mean, more excited about the game rather than, like, looking at the team, if that makes any sense. Because the team still doesn't get me that amped up at this yeah. point. I think like, <laughs> we'll get I do more think, of that coming up. I, but, yeah, the I, Thursday I, game should be fun. Um, I know they came out with jerseys on Tuesday wearing the traditional black, red, black. So that's a nice touch. I think people were wanting a throwback in there, but that's okay. We yeah. haven't been great record-wise with throwback. So I like the black, red, black coming in a Thursday night. Yeah, it'll look good. Uh, it'll look good out there. Uh, I never get mad at that jersey combination. No, and like you said, yeah. you, you suck anytime you black out at home. You suck anytime you do <laughs> throwbacks at home. So just keep it simple, maybe. 
maybe that will help. I think the last two times you've beaten TCU have been on Thursday nighters or no, I, I, there's probably been a time in there before, but you've fared pretty well against TCU on Thursday nighters. You beat them, which is home, good because yeah, first year. Yeah, it's not been you, great lately. Yeah, it's not been great. Um, you beat them, I think, on a Thursday night or under Cliff in his last year as well. So uh, I think that was in, in Fort Worth, though. But uh, anything to, you can do to right the tide in this series, like all I'm looking for, and like you said, it's kind of hard for to, us to get up for this game because we're 3-5, and five, not doing very well. Uh, but being kind of a standalone game on a Thursday night is uh, interesting. While I still prefer the games to be on Saturday so you can get the whole game experience with tailgating and everything. I think for this night, we're just going to show up, go to the game and, and probably leave because I uh, got work and stuff still Friday. Yeah. Um, so that does kind of make it a little bit different, but you know, it's unique. And so always kind of uh, in, enjoy these different games. And so we'll see what the crowd's like uh, for this matchup. It's definitely not the most the crowd will be matchup. good and we'll be there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, nothing else to do, really. And um, so, yeah, come watch the Red Raiders at the Jones. Hopefully can get on the right side of the series with a win on Thursday night. Um, Baron Morton has been cleared to play. So they came out early last week, like or not early last week, but after we had recorded, of course, that tends to happen, uh, saying that Baron will be the starter against TCU. Seems like they just wanted to rest him against BYU, use this BYU be a bye week to their advantage and then get him back. What do you think about Baron getting the start? And uh, Joey said he's about 90% healthy. So what do you think? That <laughs> That's what I was going to kind of lead off with is, I mean, it's probably not a hundred percent. Not many people are at this point, but also with how many injuries he had as of two weeks ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> but He's good enough to go and has been throwing in practice. That's good because he did not do that for like those two weeks that he tried to play. Um, so at yeah, least we have a chance. <laughs> we kind of talked last week about the net, the last four games and like this game was a 50-50 with him playing and probably a way lesser chance with Jake Strong in there. And so like it becomes a very winnable game at this point, especially with them healthy. So, I mean, I expect – a winning effort out of this group now, especially if they're led by Baron Morton. I mean, we should be able to score points. We should be able to get handoffs done. Yeah. I think so. I would expect our, our best type of performance if he's out there, honestly. Yeah. I expect this, that as well. Like, like we talked about, if you want to go for a bowl game, like you gotta, you gotta get this win. Like you yeah. will not make a bowl game. If you lose uh, a Thursday night to TCU, I'm pretty sure uh, this is one of your best opportunities. TCU has been struggling there on a backup quarterback as well. Um, and so I, I think Baron, while being your second string quarterback, you can put that in quotes. I think he's right. you know, just as good and capable as Tyler Shuck is leading this offense. I think the offense has been better, honestly, when Bar with Barron at the yeah. uh, under center for you. So uh, I think that gives Texas Tech a pretty good shot to win this game Thursday night. And so uh, excited that he's healthy. 90% um, is healthier than a QB that we've had in the last three years. So I guess we'll take that. No doubt. Uh, it feels like we're throwing <laughs> quarterbacks out there or 50%, yeah. 60%. And so it'll be nice to see how he looks. Uh, you know, does he, does he look fresh as his arm? Does he have the zip on the throws? Uh, are we able to protect him and not let him get any uh, other hits that might uh, sideline him again? 
Uh, and then you've switched up your center position. Rusty Stats, right. who had a god-awful game against BYU, um, is now not going to be your center. Um, I think it's Monroe Mills, or I can't remember who they – No, they just switched uh, – oh, I just forgot his name. The right guard uh, played center for you last year. Dennis Wilburn. Yeah, Dennis. Yeah, him and Dennis switched. So, at least there's some familiarity with Dennis at center um, yeah. from last year and Dennis with the uh, quarterbacks at, yes. and with Barron. Um, but you are right with the left guard spot. Uh, he's out, and I think Monroe Mills – no, Monroe's still at uh, tackle. But we're having to switch up people, which – I think this one's more health related. I think, uh, I think stats is a elbow bit is of stats jacked up, so it's affecting BYU his too. snapping. Yeah, so that's a big problem. <laughs> yeah, he had a snap rate where he like messed up on twenty six percent of his snaps yeah. against BYU, which is not good at all. And so, um, I think it was something you mentioned. It's like snapping still the same. Um, and all of a sudden, he just couldn't snap it to your quarterback, oh. who was already struggling to just catch snaps and everything. You need to make it easier, and he didn't do that. So he gets moved. Hopefully, that means you you have a little less issues at the center position or able to get the ball snapped hey. to Baron cleanly. That way, he can hand the ball off to Taj Brooks cleanly because another key factor in this yes. uh, for the offense is going to be uh, how many times we feed Taj. What do you expect? Uh, from Kitley and the running game uh, Thursday night? It kind of depends what TCU gives us. I still hope we try to feed Taj as much as possible, 25-ish times. Um, outside of that, I mean, with Barron being back, I'm not scared to throw the ball anymore, kind of like I was with Strong. Yeah. And you have listed here, TCU's given up 230 through the air and one almost 150 on the ground. That's pretty good numbers both ways, I feel like. A little more stingy through the air than the run. So they might try to, like we say, load the box and not let us run. But I still want to run through some crowded boxes just to enforce that. Um, but the 230 through there, they might try to leave their guys one-on-ones and we need to try to win those and throw the ball a little bit. Yeah, I, I think this is a good time to really let Barron kind of loose a little bit. Like I still, like you said, 25-plus carries for Todd yes. Brooks should be the baseline. Um, feed him the ball, let him run. But I would like to see us kind of spread the ball around. I, You know, you, you were trying to throw it down the field with your true freshman quarterback. I wish we would right. try to do that with Barron, who's your more veteran quarterback, who's uh, played and won games for you before. So I think like this is a good opportunity to try to get this passing game going um, uh, with Barron under center and, and really let the offense kind of balance itself out. Like we all, we all want to run the, run the damn ball. Like we get that and we're still preaching that you still need to run the ball a lot, but uh, I would like us to try to stretch the ball downfield a little bit more when you are passing and try to let the run game set them up with some good play actions and, and, and see if you can get some space with these receivers uh, and get them open. And so uh, interested to see what the offense does against TCU with Barron back under center. I feel much more comfortable about the Barry. offense going into that game with Barron. Uh, seems like he has a pretty good control of, of the offense um, yeah. when he's in the game. So that'll be 
interesting to watch. Uh, hopefully, uh, his arm and and that ninety percent is 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 good enough to get you the win. Yeah, I mean, uh, defensively, it comes down to like, can we go. put put those drives in from the twenty and in, not fumble at the five yard yeah. line, and also then turnovers like that's what's killed us with the Jake Strong games. Yep, and I, and Barron and the offense has done a lot better job of protecting the ball when he's been yeah your quarterback, and so um, I think that's something definitely. Uh, that'll be a positive for the Red Raiders. Obviously, not having your true freshman quarterback being uh, starting is a win. Uh, no offense, Jake Strong, but uh, this team is just built for that need a veteran presence back there. Defensively, um, last two games, the defense has struggled a bit more, still only gave up 20 points to BYU. So, yeah. uh, obviously, needed a week to get healthy there. A lot of guys banged up. Um, Jacob Rodriguez is supposed to be back, so that's a big addition for this defense. I'm excited to see what he and Ben Roberts look like uh, manning that linebacker position for you. But you have another defensive, uh, another switch in the defensive secondary. C.J. Baskerville is moving to Tyler Owens' position, and Tyler Owens is moving to C.J. Baskerville's position. So another change that they're making in the defense to try to uh, see what that does. What do you think about uh, the defense and what they'll, they're going up against on Thursday night against this TCU offense with the backup quarterback and Josh Hoover? Um, mainly, the main playmaker for TCU that you're going to have to keep an eye out for is Imani Bailey, who has 851 rushing Ooh. yards on the season. So uh, what do you think about going up against this offensive attack for TCU? Yeah, the quarterback situation is good for us. Um, is Bailey the Alabama transfer? Do you know? I think he might be. I can't remember the the names from the preview, but yeah. Uh, but that's the big thing that kind of sticks out. They reloaded with a lot of transfers this off season and got a few from Alabama, so I'm sure those guys are not bad. <laughs> yeah. They got a lineman and a running back out of that group, so yeah. He's not would from expect- Alabama. He is from Louisiana. Lop- uh, the Raging Cajuns. The Raging Cajuns. All right. So, but I still expect them to give Bailey the ball more. Um, in this game, which plays in our hands better. Um, Our front front four and front seven, especially with our linebacking core fully loaded now, um, plays plays well for us. Uh, I wonder what that means for, like, uh, Josiah Pierre and, like, where he's going to play or if they're going to move him around a lot. Maybe Uh, he'll be more like a pass rusher type that we've talked about a couple times on this. And that's where he really excelled at the end of last year for us yeah you're um, not getting any other pass rush so <laughs> god no um because now you have ben roberts who has established himself in that middle linebacker role jacob rodriguez should be fully back we don't know certainly right how much is he gonna be at um, a snap count or something so yeah that's great um side note on him like he only played one game this year so far yeah four left so you could keep him out of this one or a future game and still get a red shirt year out of him. Um, yeah. I would imagine if it, if like you're playing for a ball, he'll play, but if, if it becomes clear, like you're not going to make a ball game, I would imagine they probably sit him one of those games to keep that red shirt eligibility for him. Yeah. And I mean, if there was a game kind of like your BYU type game, West Virginia type game where you can handle the, the defense without him, 
Uh, but you need all hands on deck at this yes. point. Um, I would love to get a free year out of him for sure going forward. He's by far one of your best players on defense, so it's great to have him back. But, yeah, the Tyler Owens-CJ Baskerville one, that really intrigues me. Yes. In a good way. I like that a lot. Um, from what I heard, C- they were wanting to move CJ to safety next year anyways. So they're kind of just going to try it out or yeah. get a head start on it. Um, and Owens hasn't flashed there. He hasn't been bad. I mean, but I think we were expecting a little more, a higher ceiling from him out, out there. Um, and I think this kind of plays and helps you with maybe your turnovers and take three yes. type stuff. Yeah. Um, cause CJ is pretty good ball Hawk type guy. So I think putting him deeper, um, to be around the ball a little more like him and rabbit in the back, like that's a great duo to ball Hawk and you're not getting over our heads type stuff. And I think Owens being a little bigger and a little more athletic, like I think he could play better in that front area um, that Muddy Waters did so well last year. I think it's a really good switch um, for the defense, and I hope it like spurs on some yeah bigger plays or some turnovers from that group. Yeah, I think like ultimately when you look back on this season, the defense hasn't been bad. Um, it's been uh, fine, but, but the turnovers just aren't there. The turnovers and the QB pressures are the like two yeah. kind of glaring weaknesses, and which so, is kind of surprising that we're doing really good on defense points, despite yeah. yards wise, despite those two things. Because usually, your good defenses have both of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so um, I think yeah, this kind of move is to maybe spark some of that because I think Baskerville is supposed to be one of your better defensive players coming into the season. And sure, he's been banged up a few games, but he hasn't really had the numbers I think you were kind of expecting. I think you were definitely expecting him to cause more turnovers, and um, that really hasn't happened. And maybe it was by that position. And so, like you said, they're planning on moving him to safety next year anyway, so let's jumpstart that and kind of get a a read for what he can be in that type of situation. And and I think like Tyler Owens has done a pretty good job in some coverage situations. So I think that position can, can help maybe um, ma- help him get more involved in some turnovers and, and yeah, they're both big athletic guys. So um, I think they are very interchangeable in that position. So we'll just, we'll, we'll see what it looks like Thursday night with that change. But yeah, I think this is a good game for you defensively. That is probably going to be one of those where it's like, Hey, they're going to do enough for you to win this game is your offense going to be able to put up the points that they need to to get the win uh, for you? And so that's been the problem for you is like the defense has played really well and the offense just isn't there. So um, if they can continue to do what they've been doing all season, which is limit teams to around 20-something points, like theoretically you should come away with this win. And so they have a quarterback who doesn't super scare you. He's thrown five interceptions to his six touchdowns so far this season. Um, so this screams like a great opportunity for you to get some turnovers, especially at home and set your offense up with some easy scoring opportunities. Um, and Bailey scares me, a guy who goes for 851 yards on the season. Um, like your run defense, uh, last two weeks, not, or last two games, not as strong as it had been prior to that. And so, sure. um, are you able to, to contain him and keep him from breaking off some big ones? Um, and then their leading receiver on the season, JP Richardson, 420 yards of receiving. And so, uh, it's not a passing th- offense that really scares you. 
Uh, just can you limit the their ability to run the football? And if you're able to do that, I think you're going to set yourself up for uh, success and a good chance to beat the TCU Horn Frogs on on Thursday night. Any uh, other defensive keys uh, for this game? Are you ready to get into our uh, predictions for this yeah, week? Yeah, let's do some predictions. All right, let's move on to our Texas Tech and TCU predictions for a Thursday night game at the Jones. Dustin, Texas Tech is a three-point favorite right now over the Horn Frogs. Which way are you going on the shot bet for this week? Well, that doesn't help me because I had my score at a three-point difference. All right, so you're yeah. just you're just like, yeah, three. Make, make it two and a half, you're good. Make it three and a half, you're, you know which way you're going, but – yeah, I mean, I guess I'll take Tech in that just to be the homer for us. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do the same. I'm I'm just gonna take Tech side. I, I think like we're kind of in desperation mode this game. I think you're going to lay it all out there. We better. Uh, if you don't win this game, I think it's pretty much a wrap on the on our chances of getting a ball game. So I think it's all hands yep. on deck for this game. I think you're going to do everything you need to do to win it. If you can't, it's going to be a, a bummer. So I'm going to take Texas Tech uh, minus three to cover that. Uh, Dustin, your score prediction for this week? Yeah, I was thinking, I mean, I've gone, I think, pretty high on my scores this year. So I'm trying to tamper my expectations better. So I'm going to go with Tech winning 31 to 28. Dustin giving Tech a three-point victory there, 31-28 over the Horn Frogs. I'm going a – I think it's going to be close to your range. I'm going 34-24 win. Oh, over wow. Ten-point Ten win. Point win. It'll, it's an exact flip of the score last year. <laughs> oh. Uh, so you're taking Texas the Baylor, Baylor flip game and doing the TCU yeah. flip game. I just All don't right. think their offense is good enough, and I think your defense is good enough to limit them to what they've been for most of these games, which is around 20, 24 points, like that Sweet. kind of range. And I think with Barron back, hopefully being healthy, I think your offense is going to be able to move the ball um, with this running attack and, and being able to pass the ball. We've seen what it looked like against Baylor and Houston when you're able to do both very well, and you came up on the right side of those. And I also just think TCU's not – that good this year um offensive prediction for you dustin which way you going we've been struggling with the offensive side when you struggle on offense it's hard to get predictions right which way you go yeah and i might be reaching for some stars here but with baron being back i'm gonna ride mr morton and take morton to pass for a 300 yard game all right i'm kind of going in a similar route to you i think this has an opportunity to be a good passing game for us so um, I'm just going to go with an, our, our second game with the receiver to hit the 100 mark threshold because <laughs> I, I think we'll get somebody over that. I not again, it's a crapshoot of who is going to be. Yeah, I think we're going to have a guy uh, break that mark, and uh, not sure who where to go. But I, I'm kind of with you. I think this is going to be a good passing game for us, and I think we're going to be able to uh, unleash Baron if he's at the healthiest he's been all season. Uh, defensive side of the ball, your prediction for Tech uh, against TCU. I'm giving up on the sacks because that's just not there this year. So it's got to be a take three game. I know we haven't had but one of them this year, but yes, maybe with our CJ Baskerville at safety and Tyler Owens up front at that star position and we can get take three out of it and pop out some fumbles and get a pick or two. Okay. I'm, I'm once again, I'm kind of in a similar route. I'm not going to go take three because like you said, we just something that we haven't been able to do this season. Yeah. 
but I'm going with the position move uh, is going to cause CJ Baskerville to force a turnover, whether that's him getting an interception or him forcing a fumble or something like that. Very specific. I'm going to go CJ Baskerville gets a turnover and the uh, position change pays off for Joe McGuire and this defense. So um, that's what I'm going to go with for my defensive prediction. Um, So to recap, Dustin and myself both going with Texas Tech minus three in the shot bet. Dustin's score, however, going 38 to 20, uh, 31 to 28. Texas Tech win. I'm going with 34 to 24. Texas Tech gets the win. Offensive prediction, Dustin, 300-yard passing game for Baron Morton. I have a one receiver breaking the century mark for what would be just the second time this season. Defensive prediction, Dustin has Texas Tech getting – their second take three game of the season. And my prediction is that CJ Baskerville and the position change leads to uh, a turnover uh, forced by him. And so uh, a game that screams like, all right, if you can't get a turnover against a guy who's thrown six touchdowns to five interceptions, it's just, yeah, you just can't get turnovers. And so uh, looking for <laughs> the defense to create some takeaways this week, that would be much needed in helping get a victory over, uh, the Horn Frogs on a Thursday night. Doesn't any last tidbits from this Texas Tech TCU game that you want to get into before we call it? No, be safe getting out there. It'll be busy with it being a six o'clock game. Yep, six o'clock game. People getting off work. People still in school. Campus will. I think I. I don't even. Campus know is closing at two o'clock. Okay. So a lot will be open if you have parking. And you can probably go tailgate and whatnot, but lots are supposed to be closed at two and there's no classes after that and whatnot. So okay. at least tech is trying to do their part. At least tech is trying to their, do their part. I remember the last Thursday night game we had at home, like I had a, I think a four o'clock class and our teachers didn't <laughs> cancel, um, which sucked. And so good job tech doing their part to make sure students and fans can get to the game before enjoy a little tailgating and be able to go, uh, watch this game at six o'clock um and so yeah be there be loud let's cheer on the red raiders baron morton and hope hopefully texas tech can pull off the thursday night victory over the horn frogs get on the right side of this rivalry um last little football tidbit that i do want to hit here before we close for the week is uh earlier this afternoon the big 12 matrix schedule was released and so uh, Texas Tech's football opponents for the next, uh, what, 24 through 27 have all yeah. been announced. And so I thought this was interesting to at least go through right here before we wrap it up on the football side. So next year, uh, in 2024, your first uh, version of this new 16-team Big 12 conference, your home opponents will be Arizona State, Colorado, Baylor, Cincinnati, West Virginia, your road opponents, Arizona, TCU, o- Oklahoma State, and Iowa State. Um, quick, your thoughts on the uh, slate that we have for, for next year and our football opponents. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, lots going on, obviously, with a 16-team schedule. Yeah. I kind of like what they did. Next year, obviously, you got Dion coming to town. Yeah. That'll be the big, big game. Win. Yeah. And if you notice, you kind of got – you get five home games – in mm-hmm. conference next year, that's huge. Big advantage there. It'll it flips five home, five away every other year. So that's pretty sweet. Um, 
I do like how like they did a four year block and almost alternated years, not exactly, right. but close. Um, so you play like this set of teams next year and then skip them in 25 and then almost the same group in 26. Cause I remember when we used to have the big 12 North and South, it was a two year thing. Right. You would get, so you home wouldn't in play. Yeah. You might not play Kansas for two years and then not play. like So that kind of sucks. So at least you'll get to see everybody within that two year span of time. Yeah, it was always I, I kind of liked how that Big 12 was because it was like, all right, I know we're getting Nebraska this year, next year, and then we won't see him for the next two years. But I know I'm getting to see him every other time. And, you know, this time, you know, it is interesting because there are 16 teams. And I don't know how you feel about like Tech not playing. Like, I think what year is it that we don't play? I think in 2025, we don't play Baylor or TCU at all, um, no. which, will be, which will be strange. But, I, you know, I still like I'm excited that we get Utah in that in that stretch and UCF and, and BYU and some of these other teams. And so I don't know, like. Like, sure, there are some rivalries we want to take with us, and I think TCU, Baylor, Houston are all those opportunities, Oklahoma State as well. But you play yeah. three, you play them all like three out of the four times. So I'm, I'm so, not too mad about it. That was my next point. So, like, I have, like, the grid pulled up that uh, Reddit College Football made, which is pretty cool. So they kept four rivalries, protected rivalries that yeah. they're calling them. They're, like, all in-state type stuff, which is co- good. It's fun. Um, but then, yeah, you still get uh, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Houston, TCU, Baylor, uh, three out of four years. So yeah. you were basically getting what you kind of wanted out of that. I mean, people were wanting us in Oklahoma State or us in TCU, Baylor, us Houston, whatever, um, to be like a protected rivalry. But you don't get one. You get them three out of four years, which is the same thing. <laughs> yeah it's okay it's like it's 16 teams it's going to be difficult they're going to miss on some things and uh, i kind of like that thing. they they did the four like in-state ones like areas that were huge like arizona arizona state byu utah um who was our other kansas kansas state tcu baylor um and then d- d- just left it alone from there yeah because then I mean, you would really be getting into other, other rivalries yeah because like yeah tech Oklahoma State, okay. Like, you got a few that fit. Cincinnati, West Virginia, you can. But then you got to start, like, creating some, like, Houston UCF. Yeah. You don't want to, like, be forcing this issue necessarily. Um, The big one, the big one is people pretending like they care about Farmageddon. Yeah. So it's like, and you're only going to get one of them. So, like, obviously, Kansas, Kansas State's going to take priority. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, I, I don't get the whole uh, obsession with Farmageddon. I, I didn't even know that was a big rivalry till like last year. Like, sure, they played each other. A I long just remember time. when like the American tried to make UCF and UConn a yeah. rivalry, <laughs> and it became a big joke. UCF <laughs> and so, never like, cared. I'm glad they didn't try to force that upon you that much. And yeah, then they went, like, you know, three out of four. So like, it was pretty good, I think. Yeah, the exciting thing is like there's. 15 other teams and I, I want to play them all, you know? And, and so in order to play Utah and BYU, you're, you're going to probably have to give up Baylor or TCU once in a while, just to, so you can get all of those games in. But, you know, well, obviously like you looking, played 
at BYU this year, you didn't get screwed over and have to play there again next year. You know, yeah. you get them, you get them in 25 here. Yeah. You're everything kind of tracks like your away game next year. You play at Arizona, uh, at TCU, which tracks cause you got them here, Oklahoma state and Iowa state. You didn't play that all this year. So those are two new ones. Cool. And then home Baylor comes, uh, home as they should. West Virginia comes back to Lubbock. You played them there. And then you got three new teams in Arizona State, Colorado, and, yeah. and, and you get it's, your first game against Cincinnati too. I don't think it's going to be weird until twenty five because like schedule for next year is pretty good. Yeah, like you have a lot of teams you already play. Six of the teams are nor- used to. Even Colorado doesn't really stand out to me because they used to play us here. Yeah. So like, really, the two Arizona teams, but like twenty five when you got Arizona State, Utah, uh, BYU, UCF, right? Whoa! All right. Yeah. Now it's now it's changed. Okay. Yeah. It'll really feel set different. it different. Colorado would be cool. That was the big one that I, I was glad that Dion's coming here. They're gonna be good um, next year. Yeah, I think they're you know they're gonna be good. It's gonna be fun. To, I, I don't know how long he's going to be in, at Colorado, and so I definitely know he's probably gonna be there next year. Um, yeah. And so uh, we'll be good to have that game here in Lubbock, and 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 just kind of all of that brings with it, and so. Um, yeah, exciting to kind of know who you're playing over the next, uh, several years, you know, for this year, we had to wait, 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 and wait, and wait and figure out what our schedule was. So it's nice to know, Hey, these are the upcoming teams you got for each year. So I wanted to bring that up as we talked about football. Um, but that'll do it for our Texas tech TCU preview. Um, we hope that you guys enjoy the game on Thursday night. We hope Texas tech gets itself a victory. Uh, make sure you follow us, follow us on Apple, follow us on Spotify to catch our TCU recap and our Texas Tech basketball preview that we will be uh, dropping early next week. Um, make sure you're following us on uh, Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. That's where we do most of our posting and interacting on socials. However, we do have Instagram and Facebook. We also have a YouTube channel uh, where we post uh, predictions, recaps of games and stuff like that. So follow the YouTube channel. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with us, discussing the Texas Tech TCU game for Thursday night. And as always, we will catch y'all at the next tailgate.